the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Too nervous to go live on the radio with Scott Furrow? Then share your thoughts on the SoCal Live voicemail at 213-537-3812. That's 213-537-3812. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host and a former Twitter CEO, not really. Didn't have a job at that place. So lots of former Twitter today. Maybe we'll talk about that later. It is Open Line Friday. But first, we're going to talk about the absurdity of the week. An open line fright. You're going to love this. You still have choirs at your church? I got a new song for your choir, sung just this past weekend at a church in Washington, D.C. Uh, it goes, it started like this. Here you go. Steep end on whether we can afford a valid ID. And uh, we're going to get to this song here that is played in a church. And uh, you can join our conversation. The number is 888-528-2557. Let me get it right. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. You can always remember it by 888-LA-TALKS. 888-LA-TALKS. Also, it is Open Line Friday. <laughs> And on Fridays, we let you call in and change the subject. So if you've got a Bible question or a question about current events, things going on, something you want to share, today's the day, 888-528-2557. But to begin with, we're going to talk about this song that is a choir number that is called Identity Politics, sung at a church. And I want to set the scene uh, for you. Okay, this is large old church, Washington, D.C., lots of people there. All right, and I'll give you the lyrics if they're kind of hard to hear. Um, and we'll go through them. All right, we'll go through them, and uh, they, they're relevant to the fact that the election is uh, just a few days. What are we? Ten days away? Something like that. Tuesday the eighth, and uh, hopefully you are have voted or are about to vote. And uh, maybe the song will uh, encourage you to vote, or it will uh, encourage you to be not encouraged. But uh, so here's a big old church, lots of people there. Choir up front, like you would expect. Okay, you need to know some things. This number is from last Sunday, okay, October 23rd, all right? You should know that the choir, everybody in the choir, all of them, October 23rd, 2022, this year, they're all wearing masks. So part of the reason it's hard to <laughs> hard to hear them is that they're, they're all wearing, a, they're all masked up. They really should wear the mask. I, I will. Apparently, that's what they think there. So uh, the choir's wearing masks, and they're all singing this song. There's 42 people in the choir. All of them are, are white people, except for two, as far as I could tell. And I, and I don't usually bring that kind of thing up, but I think it's relevant here. The church is people of all ages. The pictures of the church, I went there, shows it very full. 
almost entirely white people, though. A couple hundred, three or four hundred people, I think, in there, two or three people who aren't. And I point that out because the churches in Washington, D.C., where half of the population of the city is African-American, and uh, so this church isn't reaching them. But this song is called Identity Politics, and it's taking us from speeches of far-left politicians and things about voting concerns. And uh, some of them are valid. We'll talk about that in the, in the sense that, uh, hey, you know what, this needs to be fixed, and that's all right. And, that's, and maybe a point that I want to make through this, we might laugh and, you know, it's kind of an odd thing. But just because somebody has, brings up something and we say, well, that's kind of crazy or whatever, doesn't mean that there's not a point behind it. I think that often the solution that's presented is the problem. But it, we shouldn't just reject the fact that sometimes there's a, a point that does need to be addressed. I think that is important. So anyway, you have the scene here. Okay, so we're going to talk about that. And uh, here we go. This is the first part of this new choir number that could be coming to a church near you. on this. So let me go through it. Uh, our rights depend, okay? Our rights depend on whether we live in the right state. So that's a commentary on the abortion laws that are going around, that if you live in a red state where they have put any sort of restrictions on abortion, uh, you don't have that right anymore. If you live in a blue state, you do. So it's it's very partisan, okay, to that that direction. Our rights depend on where we were born There's an, or where our, when our families arrived. You know, that's true. If you were born you know, depending on where you're born, what kind of family you were born into, what country you were born into, what your ethnic background is, is, and where and what time on planet Earth you were born, that has a lot to do with what kinds of freedoms you might experience and different things about life. The thing is, is that that's true in every country in the history of the world. There seems to be some teaching that says, hey, the United States is the only place where um, we have some kind of problem where if you have a disadvantage because of where you were born or, or some circumstance, that uh, that's an odd thing. It's not an odd thing. What's odd actually about our country is that that's true in every country. In this country, you do have opportunity, even if it's harder, even if there are things that do get in the way. And there are. There are things. They need to be addressed. The odd thing to me and you can, you can disagree with me if you want to. The number is 888-528-2557. The odd thing to me is that from this, this point of view, I don't think these views, by the way, are necessarily Democrat and Republican. I think that these are very, very far to the left. And I think what we're about to see in our election, but also what we're seeing in all of our communities, is a rejection of certain things. Uh, a rejection of not necessarily the, the, the question that's being asked, but the solution that's being presented. The solutions sometimes make things a lot worse. And that is what the problem I have with the far left, uh, I don't even know if you'd call it progressivism. It's such a strange thing. I think that 80% plus of us are on the same page on some of these things, actually. And then it comes to the point of whether or not we can afford a valid ID. I've got, I've got a question, and I want to I hear from you. Do you not have a valid ID? Are you on you don't have a you don't have a driver's license or you don't have a California ID? 
uh, give me a call. You may not have a phone if you don't have one of those, but if you can get to one, 888-528-2557. What I want to know is why you don't, if you don't. I want to know what the real reason is, because there are these studies that come out that claim, usually around Election Day, that as many as 10% of American voters don't have an ID. 10%. So if there's 150 million voters at a presidential election, what is that? 15 million people are wandering around with no valid ID, meaning they don't have a bank account, they can't fly, they can't do just about anything you would do, but... Every couple of years, they emerge from the shadows because they want to vote. I'm, I'm not buying it. And the message usually is, is that sometimes people can't afford it. That might be true. If you can't afford it, I'd love to hear what, what the deal is with that. It's kind of ridiculous that, that you know, you're paying for it one way or another through taxpayer. But I, I, we should make it very easy for people to get an ID. Um, this is one of the battles that's happening with conversations about voting sort of left and right. Is it somehow voter suppression to require people to have an ID? I've got a solution, by the way, for for how to do this. And incidentally, when they came out with the nonpartisan how to vote materials after the Bush-Gore election in 2000, which you can find online, uh, both Democrats and Republicans back then in 2002 through 2005 agreed that everybody should show an ID in order to vote. Somewhere we we have lost that. Why do you not – why? Here's my solution. My solution is this. Every single polling place in the country – has a provisional ballot form. You know what the provisional ballot is? The provisional ballot is basically if you come in and your name isn't on the list, it doesn't look like you're registered or you don't have your ID or there's something, you know, screwy with your your vote. But you say, no, this is where I belong. This is where I'm supposed to vote. They say, okay, here's a provisional ballot. And what that means is we're going to let you vote on this provisional ballot, but we set it aside and it gets counted later. It counts, but we're going to go back and do the research on whether or not you're who you say you are and this and that. My solution to the ID thing is you require ID, but if somebody shows up and they don't have an ID, well, they get a provisional ballot. And you make them sign, yes, this is who I am. And you make it a felony, you know, make it pretty serious if they're not who. And you can do that in multiple languages. You can do that. Most of our polling places already have them in multiple languages. There's really no reason. And, you know, this one issue would resolve a lot of people's commentary about whether or not there's cheating going on, whether or not there's voter suppression, a whole lot of stuff. What I just gave you is an easy solution. It's been proposed by many, many people. I didn't come up with it on my own, actually. Anyway, if you don't have a valid ID, I'd love to know why. Call me up. Maybe we can help you out. 888-528-2557. Some people don't have valid IDs because it expires. If you're, if you're getting older, you quit driving. Um, you know, sometimes you don't go back and get it. Uh, get your driver's license renewed because you're not driving. I understand that. And maybe you just didn't have the time or the ability. You needed a ride. You had a circumstance that makes it hard to go get the California ID, which is the thing that looks like a driver's license, but it's not. Um, Other than that, though, how many people out there, is there really millions and millions of voters who don't have IDs? I just don't. I don't think so. So I think it's a bogus issue. You call me and tell me you think I'm different. I'd love to know if you're having trouble finding the DMV. If you can't afford the whatever it is they you know, are charging you, or maybe you, you know, right now they want you to do the real ID. Have you done that? The real ID, because apparently your old one is a fake ID. Your real ID, they make you redo your license 
and it's a it goes into a national database, and it, it's something that actually came out of 9-11 that was supposed to be established. In fact, a part of the election materials that came out of the Bush-Gore thing was Real ID. That's actually where this came from, uh, the idea that, hey, everybody should have a valid ID, and that would resolve a lot of the questions that people ask about people's legitimate voting uh, status. Um, plus, um, there was just a lot of benefit to it. We're just now getting around to that. I went to the DMV for that because my license did expire. It didn't hadn't expired yet, but I couldn't get an appointment in time before my birthday. And the appointments were booked up a couple months after my birthday by the time I noticed this. So I waited in line. And this was before the COVID. Okay, so this was happening the year before the COVID, and nobody knew that was coming. And the real ID was going to happen uh, in 2020, I think, is when it was going to impact. And if you don't have the real ID, then you can't fly unless you've got that or you've got a uh, – passport another government issued uh, issued id i waited in line for six hours six hours for my real id and the you have to bring your birth certificate you have to bring a couple of things that maybe you don't have it, it is complicated to get your real id now what bugs me is that i had to have my birth certificate when i got my original driver's license i don't understand how i was me then but i'm not me now I don't understand why that was still required uh, when clearly I had presented it before to the same government entity. Six hours. The real tragedy of that day was other people waiting. It took two. It took four hours to get inside the building. That's how bad it was. We we're outside wrapped around this DMV. And some people waited in line four hours before you finally get to the desk inside the DMV where it was there that they were informed that they didn't have the right paperwork and they had to go home. <laughs> Those were some very angry people, as you can imagine. And I suggested, I went in and I said, why don't we put these people who are checking people's materials, they, they were checking people's materials once you got in the building. So why don't you put them at the end of the line? That way when people show up, the first thing they can do is have their materials verified. And the DMV did not think that was a very good idea. Okay. And uh, so I just let it go. You're listening to Southern California Live. The number is 888-528-2557. We're going through a, a new song that is a, a choir song that was presented last weekend at a church in Washington, D.C. Uh, it's called Identity Politics. Here is part two. So our right, get back to the ID here. Our rights depend on whether our ID matches our gender. Which also brings up a complicated matter if you're bringing in your birth certificate, because it has a gender on there. That's what it says. It says male or female. That's, <laughs> that's what it is. And maybe yesterday you decided that you're no longer male or female, and now you've got a gripe with the state because your state-issued ID uh, is misgendering you. It wasn't misgendering you according to any of the paperwork or how you've lived your life all this time, but uh, now that's doing there are so many reasons why gender, male or female, need to be on your ID, including passports, including – there's a lot of reasons. It, you, it's about national security, travel. How about if you get murdered? You know what? If they need to find your remains, they need to know what gender you are. Healthcare, it matters how you get treated. If you, they roll you into the emergency room, you're in a car accident or something, they're going to pull out your driver's license if you got it. That helps them find your insurance and how they're going to get paid and all of that. But also that little mark in there uh, can really help you out. And if they go by, if it's wrong, they're going to initially treat you inc incorrectly. See, it actually matters in real life what your biological sex is. 
Um, and so, but anyway, we can sing about that with the uh, the church choir. Um, here we go. All right, now this one talks about uh, our rights depend on the lawyers we can afford. Now, this is a good point, and this is one of the things that I think, you know, I laugh about some of this stuff, but at the same time, there's a real truth to that, right? That that if you're wealthy, you're going to get better lawyers, which means you're you're more likely maybe to win a winnable case. You might even be more likely to win a case that you really ought to lose because you're guilty. That's bad. That's not justice. But sometimes people don't get justice because their lawyer is bad. I was in law school for a while. Do you know that? One of the things I remembered is that they made it really clear that sometimes th- that there are just bad lawyers. There are. And whenever you have a bad lawyer, you're usually – the client is the only one in the room who doesn't know that. Whenever you have a bad lawyer, the jury knows your lawyer's bad. The judge knows your lawyer's bad. The opposing attorney knows that your lawyer is bad. And, uh, you know, it is uh, – you get you can find yourself in a place where you're the only one who doesn't know your lawyer's bad. I actually was involved in this one time. Not personally, I was a I was a character witness for some people. It was an immigration case, and these people were uh, Iranian. They had come to this country in real case of uh, looking for asylum, and all of that was genuine. I'm part of that case, and something that I've done a lot uh, for people. But their attorney was horrible, and. It was so bad that the judge actually said to this guy, your attorney is not – the judge got the, he got the permission from the federal people who were prosecuting on the other side. He said, your attorney is not giving you good advice, and I'm going to go to a recess, and you need to understand that your attorney is not giving you good advice. And he thought his attorney was great, and I'll tell you what, every person in that courtroom except him knew it. Uh, he got better advice. In fact, uh, the interestingly enough, the people who were uh, the prosecutors actually helped him out, um, and uh, things worked out for him. You never know. Anyway, it's not that it's a bad point to point out that, yeah, um, if you got more money, you might get better representation, better legal representation or whatever. That's true. The sol- Here's the problem. The, the problem is that the solution that's presented to that is that we should have a socialistic or communistic or some kind of Marxist way of doing justice. And you have to say, really? I mean, look at uh, the Brittany Griner case. We haven't talked about that for a while. She's the uh, WNBA star who was convicted in Russia for having a little, uh, what it was, a hemp oil or something. And nine years, and she lost her appeal. She's going to prison, Russian work prison, for nine years unless we can trade her out of there. Convicted for something that probably in very few countries of the world she would ever be convicted of. That's that justice system there. You don't get a better attorney. Everybody gets the same lousy attorney. And if they decide you're guilty, even if you're not, you're guilty. That's how it works. I'll bet that the worst American, I bet this attorney that I'm talking about would have done a better job for her. See, there's, it's not enough just to point out that there's an inequity and something that is wrong that needs to be adjusted. You've got to have a system that, that works uh, or that works better and, and improve that. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Let's go to, uh, is it Janae in Los Angeles? Janae? Hi, how are you? I'm good, Janae. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, go ahead. You don't have a California ID. I do not. Okay. And it does fall into one of those problematic DMV situations. Yeah. So what's happening with you? 
that you so, don't have an ID? I did what was required of myself months ahead of time. You know, in California, you know, you can order replacements, you yeah. know, renew and all of that great thing online. Um, I renewed online, paid my fees because I don't have the luxury of standing in line for four to six hours at a DMV, nor am I yeah. physically capable. I'm pretty much able-bodied, but I suffer from um, episodic nerve issues in my lower extremities. Mm. Um, even in addition to that, post-COVID, I still don't really go into crowded, heavily populated areas. I still don't go into grocery stores. I'm an instant park girl. Okay. I do, however, go to work every day, All you right. know, so I'm a functioning member of society. I host voter registration drives. I host community programs. I'm an organizer. However, even in doing the responsible thing and paying for renewing my ID online months ahead of my birthday when it was due to expire, the DMV sent my, um, after about six weeks, I called to inquire. They sent my, um, my California ID, my driver's license, to the wrong address. Hmm. Then told me that I needed to pay another $55 because that's what happens when we mess up. I said, no, we didn't mess up. You messed up. Right. You know, um, so I am one of those people that believe that if you can prove who you are, you should be able to vote. I do, um, ironically, I have a brand new passport that I got in the same month that I was supposed to receive my California ID, but a passport is not a legal state voting document. Wait, you know, the, the so, state won't take your passport? Like, I don't know what our, our rules, you don't really need it, but... They, yeah, they really don't have to. They yeah. won't for, um, they won't take for, it here, but, for certain things. But that but, wouldn't count um, to, like, register to vote? You couldn't do it with a passport? You can't register to vote with a passport alone. You would then, ha like, how you can register with an ID alone, yeah. you would have to then have background um, documents. For myself, I'm registered, and my primary residence is my family home. It's been my address since I was born in 1977. Hmm. The bills are paid for. Yeah. They're not in my name. And so you have to have a legitimate utility bill not a phone bill, and the registration that they give you for your automobile from the DMV does not count for a real ID. You know, so... Yeah. Um, so, let me... I gotta go to a break, so let me yeah, ask so you... really quickly, those are a couple of, you know, reasons that right now I'm sitting here with a full 10-year validated passport, a productive member of society, somebody that teaches other people how to do these things and the importance of voting, but technically, I don't have a California ID right now. Okay, so but you will have one. Eventually, they will work it out, and it'll it'll happen. Um, Eventually, yeah. but not before November. Not before um, November. So if, yeah. if you didn't have, if our state required your ID, they won't take your passport, which is totally ridiculous. Right. Um, and uh, you know, there should be some other ways to do it. See, I feel like, like you said, we should be I able agree to prove with who you we on are. The provisional ballot. I, yeah. I do, and so with that being said, yeah. I do agree with you on the provisional ballot. Um, yeah. ballot we should make thing. it easy for people to vote who are entitled to, and that provisional ballot yeah. is one of the ways to yeah. do it. Right? We should make that very easy. That's what I think the solution is. Uh, yeah. To it. Also, and, the and solution is you, to just verify yeah. on the back end and make yeah. sure you know because they have to legitimize each vote anyway. Yeah. You know, so allow the provisional ba um, ballot and then just do do. Excuse me, it sounds like a tongue twister. Yeah. Complete due diligence after the fact, yeah. you know, and make sure that the election results are yeah. secure. And it's yeah. easy peasy. I it agree is. with you on that. Part. Yeah, Janae, so. thank you very much for your call and sharing that. I hope you get your license very soon. I have to go to a break. <laughs> I'm very late. 
888-528-2557 is the number. And uh, one of the questions I asked is, hey, do you not have a valid ID and you think you can't vote or if we had ID requirement to vote that you wouldn't be able to? 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. I'll get back with your calls and more from our new choir song as soon as we return as the Friday edition continues. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at song that is we're going through here it could be coming to a church near you it's describing all of the um, problems with the election um, pretty much from uh, a left-wing point of view but we want to take a look by far left not democrat republican way out there left okay most of the stuff it doesn't mean that there's not a point so we're talking about certain things where there's a point certain things where uh, there isn't that is the chorus the chorus is this is the next battle for our democracy all right, where all citizens can have their say about the vision we want for our country with liberty and justice for all, which I'm pretty sure is why um, why uh, Elon Musk just bought Twitter for that reason. Right now, everybody can talk. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you're if you're on Twitter the last 24 hours since Elon Musk took over. Um, it's fantastic. Mostly not fantastic because of one side or the other. Just the the crazy response that people are having uh, to all of that. is the number. We are on Friday, so that means Open Line Friday. Right now we're going through this new uh, song that is dealing with a whole lot of different issues. I think it's worth uh, talking about because one of the things, you know, we, we might poke at the other side with different views that people have. And sometimes those things get expressed in a way that's just kind of, you know, funny. You know, to me, this is sort of funny. Maybe it's because I've been in church forever. I can't imagine sitting in church and the choir comes out and does this song all of a sudden. Um, but um, there it is. It, but the thing is, is, is you have to reject things that are not true, but you have to be careful not to reject an underlying point about something that ought to be resolved. Sometimes we don't resolve issues, I think, because we refuse to see that there might be a point that the other person has, and we we reject not just their solution. Their solution might be terrible, but sometimes there's still a point, and that's all right to, to talk about. I think it helps us have a more balanced view of things. I feel like it it would get us to a place where we could actually find resolution, because once again, I'm I'm coming from the standpoint that says, of us actually could find agreement on an awful lot of this stuff or find a solution like provisional ballots and IDs, which I think uh, we we understand fully. The number is 888-528-2557, Last, we were talking about uh, balloting. I asked if anybody doesn't have a valid ID and who are these people that um, in some states where they are forcing you to have an ID – 
um, you would not be able to vote maybe on November 8th because you don't have a valid ID. The best solution, I think, is everybody has provisional ballots. And if you show up and you don't have your ID, you, you get a provisional ballot. And you say, I am who I say I am. And you sign. You make it a, a felony. You make sure they're in every available language for people who are around. I think you can solve this easily. In fact, there are nonpartisan groups who uh, proposed this about 15 years ago, 17 years ago, after the Bush-Gore debacle in 2000 and all of that. Uh, moving on. Another point from uh, the song I think is uh, interesting. The criminal justice system has convicted us of certain crimes under the law, a system that targets some of us more than others. All right, there's a lot of explosive stuff in there, right? And there's a lot of good questions about equal justice under the law. There are people on all sides of it asking those questions today, whether we're we're talking about um, who people get accused of crimes, what sentencings that might be different for people who are in different economic brackets or from a different ethnic background. Those are serious questions and things that are going on in our system. Some people are saying, you know, politicians who get themselves in trouble sometimes have, you know, different justice under the law. Why does this person get in trouble and not that person? Is it just their belief? There's a lot of question there. But one of the things I think you got to pay attention to is sometimes the proposed solutions are worse than the problem or they just make the problem worse. Right? Not punishing crime, especially violent crime, and just letting people go after they commit violent crimes is not justice at all. It's not justice for the victim. It's not justice for the victim's family or other people who would get hurt or the people who are hurt next. I mean, this, there was a murder on uh, right here in Los Angeles a couple of days ago from somebody who was recently arrested. They were let go and uh, came out and killed somebody. This happens all the time. That's not justice. It's a bad idea. There are people who probably are in prison who should have lighter sentences, uh, particularly for nonviolent things. There's a lot of conversation and work that we should do on that. There's there's a lot of different things that can be said. But to go so far as to say, well, we're just not going to put people in jail now at all. Uh, that's why San Francisco is on fire. That's why San Francisco, by the way, who are all uh, pretty far to the left, okay? I think it's 6% Republicans vote in the uh, last election up there. Six, that's it. Uh, they're voting out sort of this far left crowd because it's they have made everybody not safe and they've destroyed that city with the open air drug markets and other stuff. They're doing exactly what we're on our way to do here in Los Angeles and in San Diego. We're just behind. I think what's happening in San Francisco, it's moving down the coast. We're seeing it in L.A., and we're seeing it in L.A. a little less than San Francisco, but we're definitely headed there, and we're headed there a little less than San Diego, but it's looking more like L.A. all the time. It matters to get things right and to think about justice from all sides. All right, what else we got in this in this song here? Um, here's one that I think is, is interesting with Election Day coming up. depend on whether we have the time to stand in line for hours on a weekday. What it's referring to is that in some district, maybe this is you, where you vote, do you have to stand in line for hours? I don't know that we have this and we have it sometimes in California, but in some states, there's some, you'll see it on election day. There's some places where you see people in line 
And the line is just huge. And you have to stand in line for hours in those lines. Um, that does suppress the vote, right? How many people are just going to say, well, forget it. I'm not going to go vote if that's the case. You know, that's a legitimate gripe. What I think is interesting, though, is that often the wrong people get blamed. You know, who's to blame for that? The people to blame for that are usually the county board of supervisors, however your county is governed. The, they're the ones who run the registrar of voters. They're the ones who pick the polling places. And when you've got long lines, it's not because of voter ID or because of things like that. It's because you didn't get enough polling places. It's because you didn't do the work to make sure that there are plenty of places for people to go vote. That, that's not that hard to do. You can, you can go rent out a church. You can go rent out a gymnasium at some park. There's so many things to and put a whole bunch of booths in there. Uh, you can do it. You, and you can get volunteers to open up their garage. There are so many ways. We should be very aggressive at that. When you see people lined up to vote for hours, when you see that on the news, uh, and we'll do an election day show here. If that's you, I want to hear from you that day. If you had to wait in line for hours, I want to know where that is. And I want to help that not happen. That should never happen. But the interesting thing to me is why is it not solved? It's not a complicated solution. The reason it's not solved is because it gets politicized or some people don't really want to solve it because you'd have to blame one group of people who doesn't want the blame. They want to shift the blame to another group of people. And uh, it's just we have to get to a place where we actually solve problems, not just complain about things. That is not a difficult problem. It's outrageous. If you've got to wait, some people wait four hours, five hours. You, you always have an election night thing where some county somewhere, you know, somebody's running to a judge to keep the polling place over open because people are still voting. And then one side will say, no, they just want to throw more votes in there and they're cheating. Uh, they're not there. There's probably a long line of people who should have voted earlier, but the line is really long. Make sure there's enough, enough people that that can be that can be solved. The next one on there, it talks about uh, people getting thrown off the rolls. You know, if you're dead, you shouldn't be on the rolls. There are dead people who vote. You know how dead people vote? Sometimes it's on purpose. Uh, people go around and they figure out who died recently and they vote for them. Sometimes it's because families are like, well, we got uh, grandpa's ballot here and, uh, you know, this is what he would have wanted. He would have wanted us to vote this way. So we'll scribble something as a signature and we'll mail it. Don't do that. It's illegal. You know, if, you, if you're not with us, if, you have, if you've moved on to be with the Lord, uh, there's no more voting for you in heaven and uh, there's no more voting for you in the United States. Stop doing that. Um, I used to call people like down the voter rolls and uh, for a couple of political candidates I was working with. And I'll tell you what, I, I actually quit one time doing that because I called so many people where the person I'm trying to reach had died and sometimes had died a long time before. And I'm talking to the, the widow or the widower who is completely angry and hurt that I'm calling and saying, yes, I'm just calling to see if your husband is uh, ready to vote for such and such. And like, well, he died two years ago. And why are you calling me? I can't even tell you how many of those people I talked to and how awful it was. Why are we so backwards? Why, you know, in the, in the United States of America, on election night, they're already telling us we're not going to get results from Pennsylvania. We're not going to get results from some of these states. That's absurd. Most of the world, you get results within a couple of hours. That all, that needs to be fixed. All right, listen to Southern California Live. It is open line Friday, and we'll take your call on any subject. If you'd like to change the subject or talk about something in the news or stay with the subject that we're on, give us a call, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back as the Friday edition continues. 
Don't have time to go on SoCal Live today? Leave Scott a voicemail at 213-537-3812. That's 213-537-3812. All right, so we are uh, the Southern California Live. Good to be with you. It is Open Line Friday. You can call about anything you'd like, 888-528-2557. We've been talking about voting and controversies with voting, and there is a song Done by a choir at a church in Washington, D.C. This past weekend, all of them masked. Everybody in that choir has, was uh, still, 2022, still wearing a mask. They really should wear the mask. And, uh, you know, part of it, though, I laugh at some of it, and uh, but we should acknowledge, even with a lot of these things that are complicated, sometimes there's a real question that still needs to be addressed. It's just the, the solution is bad. The song finishes up with a chorus on the with the, with no sacredness of the ballot. There can be no sacredness of human life itself. Our rights depend on whether America can live up to its promise. Yada yada yada. Okay, so this church they worship whatever they want to. It is um, Unitarian Universalist church. Okay, not a Christian church. There isn't anything you want to make it church. Uh, maybe some of you uh, listening have been to one of those churches before. If you go to their website, you know they're about you know, usually kind of social justice issues and caring for people. Um, but um, what it, you know, it's it's not Christian. Um, often you can be an atheist and go to that church, actually. It is usually highly political or highly into new age. They're different, kind of depends on who's leading it. Uh, in this church, they are about uh, voting, apparently. Um and uh, those kinds of things. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. Joseph in Pomona. Welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, how are you doing? Good, Joseph. Uh, just a thought. Um, as far as having a wait line to vote and whatnot, or not having proper ID and stuff like that, isn't that why they send out mailing ballots? Yeah, in California, you shouldn't have to wait in line at all, because if you're a registered voter, you should have already got your ballot. If you live in Riverside County, you should have already got two, apparently. Well, yeah, so, um, I mean, does it, is it, you, you still need to have uh, your ID in possession to be able to mail in a vote if you're a registered voter? Well, in California, you have to have your ID to register to vote, I think. Right, Actually, I don't even right. know. Maybe you don't. Maybe you just need to have, like, a you know, a bill. With, uh, I should look that up. I, it's been so long. Well, you know what? I just yeah. did. I just re-registered to vote. I did not need my ID. Not at all. No. Yeah, well, I don't, you, don't need, in, you don't need an ID at all. Point. I could be anybody. It's I could have registered yeah. as anybody. No kidding. Yeah. Well, that's not good. Yeah, I did it online. <laughs> when I was changing my address, I did it online. And, uh, yeah. you know, th- there might be some connection with one day somewhere I showed my ID. But the thing with the lines, yeah. I think we do get some lines here, maybe not as much with the mail-in ballots. Uh, yeah. But a lot of people prefer to vote on Election Day. But there are places around the country where people do stand in line a long time. And it's well, it's yeah, really a I disgrace agree. because all you need are extra ballot, you know, extra polling places. And you should yeah. those those counties should be working hard to make sure that happens. Yeah, I tried to vote one year, and I found out I couldn't vote out of my district. I went to a polling place, and well, you're not on our poll. You're not, you're not registered in this district. You're not registered on at this polling location. I said, well, "What does that have to do with it? <laughs> I want to vote." 
Yeah, well, then they'll, they can give you a provisional ballot. Thank you, Joseph, for your call and listening to Southern California Live. You know, I think that with the election coming up, um, there are a lot of different things that that will come up about these things. And there are people already on, you know, talking about lawsuits that they're going to file and we've got problems. Most of these problems are resolvable if we want to resolve them meaning that you can create a system that is pretty tight where if somebody wants to say that the other side is cheating, uh, they can say it, but they they shouldn't have a way to say things are screwy and it just looks like it, right? Part of that song, there's a whole other verse in this song about piles of ballots that aren't being counted that are just sitting on tables that never get counted. Like, does that happen? If that happens, that's ridiculous. And, you know, of course people are going to say something's wrong. You're either cheating by not counting those ballots or they're not real ballots and they get counted later. And, you know, there's so many, and we don't know any of that, right? But it creates so many problems. These things are solvable. Uh, When it comes to the harder questions, can I encourage all of us to not throw out everybody's concern just because the solution is bad or because it comes across in a crazy way? Sometimes there are some real issues out there with a lot of things that need to be addressed. I think that church people, not necessarily in our church pews, but as Christians in the community, we should be able to speak to policy in a way that ultimately helps people. We should be able to say, for example, in issues of crime, issues of homelessness in our town, even issues of voting, there are more reasonable ways to handle these things. There are some methods that work and some methods that don't. Why are we spending so much money on things that we know don't work? There's a a place for a reasonable, informed voice, um, which is a voice that will compromise on things that are compromisable, but not compromise in areas of where something is clearly true. Where so there is, you know, one side is correct and one side isn't. We should be able to do that. That's my thoughts about it. 888-528-2557. Something I want to tell you about, though, is uh, something special. I'd like to get into uh, election night and the drama of it and the results. There's going to be a lot of drama this time. Midterm elections, there's sometimes more drama than the presidential election. Lots of seats flip, and that's kind of typical. And uh, if you like that kind of stuff, if you're the person who likes to watch election night, or maybe you're just curious about our state or things going on in the country and you just want a a simple way to do it, I have a Facebook group that I've been running now for, this will be the sixth or seventh time, uh, midterm or national election. And it's called the Ferocious Election Day Special. My name is Scott Furrow, so Ferocious is my la- is uh, how I use that. And you can sign up by going to our, our website here at the station. Just look for our program, Southern California Live. You can click the the link to the Ferocious Election Day Special and sign up. It's free, or you can go to ferocious.com, F-U-R-R-O-W-C-I-O-U-S, ferocious.com, and click that and sign up for free. Make sure you read the rules. It's nonpartisan, okay? We don't get into a bunch of left and right stuff. We get into results. And usually, usually, I can call the races before the TV. All right, that's my goal. And uh, usually, in fact, I've only been wrong once. And so I think we we usually have a good time. There's already 300 people signed up, so there's, there's a lot of you who are signing up. Go to uh, our website, click on the SoCal Live page. If you can't find the link, then go to ferocious.com and check it out, Ferocious Election Day Special. We'll just have a good time. I will blow up your phone with results, and we are faster than anyone else in the nation. That is our claim to fame. 
and uh, and we'll try to keep up with that. Even though it's harder now, it's harder now when the election day is no longer election day, right? It's election month, and and some states they're just not going to let you know for a few days, or they're going to no matter what happens in Pennsylvania, they're going to fight about it for four or five days, maybe longer. Florida got their act together after the year two thousand. They they're done. We're going to know what happens in Florida within three hours after the polls close. There, every state ought to be like that. All right, Open Line Friday, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Steve in Glendora, welcome to Southern California Live. Yes, hi. Um, I'm hoping and praying that someone in the audience might have a spare Bible that they're not using and that uh, could, could be willing to uh, send me. You need a spare Bible? No. I, you, you, need you need a Bible, Bible or you need a Bible to send yeah. to somebody else? I need a Bible. Okay. Would you hold on, and I'll have uh, somebody get your address, and we'll take care of you. That'd be awesome. Okay, so just hold on, and uh, somebody's going to get your name and address, and uh, we'll help you out. Thank you, Steve. Awesome. All right, Steve, hold on. 888-528-2557, open phone Friday. Hi, welcome to Southern California Live. All right, we'll put you on hold. We'll come back. All right. And uh, that was my mistake. I clicked on the wrong thing. Sometimes, you know, just a little behind the scenes, there's, there's clicking that goes on, and sometimes, you know, you, you click on the wrong thing. You ever do that? It just, uh, you know, drives you crazy. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557 is the number. Uh, and, uh, oh, I almost did that again. <laughs> okay. This is uh, Southern California Live, and on Open Line Friday, you can talk about whatever it is that you'd like to talk about. We're going to take a break here in just a minute, and uh, when we come back, we'll come and talk about some of the news of the day. There was a break-in in Nancy Pelosi's house today, and I'm curious, you know, it's it's a developing story. We won't get into some of those details yet because they change, you know, over a couple of days. But it's pretty scary that someone would break into your house with a hammer, and uh, that the story that happened is Nancy Pelosi wasn't there. She was in Washington, but her husband was home. And somebody came in and uh, hit him in the head with a hammer. Uh, that's a pretty scary, scary thing. And I'm wondering, do you feel safe? Do you feel like that's going to happen at, at your house? Uh, that's one of the things I'm curious about. Plus, there was uh, several other things in the news that we will hit on and talk a little bit about the election coming up and expectations that you might have uh, for all of that. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. All right, real quick, I'm gonna see if I can go to Joseph. Are you there, Joseph? I got like fifteen seconds. Uh, you got luck. Let me finish my my thought. Oh, you're the same Joseph as before, Joseph. Yeah, I gotta yeah, yeah. I gotta go to a, I gotta go to a commercial. All right, so finish real quick, okay. like ten quick, seconds. I went to a different polling place because the one that I could have went to, they didn't have they closed, and I was too late to mail in, so they but they didn't have one. Did they let you sign a provisional ballot? No, they didn't even mention a provisional ballot. All right, well, I got to go, but but they have those today. You're listening to Southern California Live. We'll be back with Open Line Friday. Anything you'd like to talk about as soon as we get back from the break, 888-528-2557. You can also send an email to SoCalLive at KKLA.com. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back as the Friday edition of SoCal Live continues. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.